Every day, people like you are making the decision to start their own business. During this process, there are any number of questions that may come up. On Entrepreneur's Think Tank, we dive deep into the minds of those who have done it before. Learn from their journey as you work to build your empire. Here is your host, Nicole Henderson. Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Entrepreneur's Think Tank. I'm your host, Nicole Henderson, and I am so thrilled that you have decided to listen to the second episode. Um, I hope that by now you have subscribed or downloaded from your podcast listening platform of choice, Um, but please make sure you do that, and I'd love for you to share us out and write a review for us. That's what will help us get um, some additional attention so that we can grow the podcast even further. My guest today is Kim Garst, and if you do not already know who Kim Garst is, you are going to just love her after you hear today's show. Um, She's one of my favorites in the social media space. Um, I love that she um, has been in entrepreneurship for many, many years. Um, She and her husband raised a child, um, so she knows all about juggling and making things happen. And you'll hear some of that in our discussion in just a little bit. Um, So when you get a chance to, after this episode, go and look up um, what Kim Garst is doing. Her blog is great. I love her social media posts. You will gain a lot of value from the information and content that she is creating. I want to also make sure that in each episode of the podcast that we are sharing tips that you can apply to your business immediately. So besides what the guests say, There are some things that I notice um, as I talk to clients and talk to others that are in business. And as we were looking and talking about what it's going to take to be successful in 2017, um, it's not all that it's different. It's more so that you just need to be very aware and be strategic in order to be successful. We are actually living in the best times, in our opinion, of being an entrepreneur. We've got the internet at our disposal. We've got live streaming capabilities from our smartphones. We can reach people all over the world from the comfort of our own home. And a lot of that is all wrapped up in the cost of our smartphone plan. Um, So yes, there are different elements that we may want to add to be a success in our businesses but there are ways that we can still make that journey or make that climb with the things that we have or are able to have access to. So I want you to be strategic as you think about your plans for 2017 and think about what risk you want to take. Um, I always tell my clients to study the successful individuals in the particular industries that they're in. And one of the things that you notice, no matter what, is that those individuals have taken some sort of risk in their business or to propel their business to a new level. So strategically think about what risk you may need to take this year to propel your business to greater heights. And make sure that it's in line with your goals, because if it's not in line with those goals you're trying to achieve, that risk may not be worth it. I'm also going to leave you with um, another tip is to make sure that you do some self-evaluation. Entrepreneurship is not easy. 
Um, there will be all kind of negative comments coming at you, all kind of reasons coming at you as, as to why entrepreneurship is not going to work for you. But if you're doing something that you're truly passionate about, that you truly have an interest in, that it keeps you up at night, then you can combat all of those challenging um, places that you may have to cross. So make sure that you are doing work that you're passionate about. And if you need to tweak that when you're doing some of that self-awareness, don't be afraid to tweak it because you will be the happiest when you're able to work and provide value in an area that you're passionate about. So that's my two tips for this week is to decide strategically what risk you're going to take and then to make sure you do some self-reflection and decide if you're following your passion and if you need to tweak that in any way so that you're able to combat the ups and downs that entrepreneurship will bring. So without further ado, um, please enjoy the discussion that Kim Garson and I have um, that is coming right up. And we will see you in the next episode. Hi, Kim. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for joining us on Entrepreneurs Think Tank. Super excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me, Nicole. Oh, of course. I have been looking forward to this day. So I'm definitely um, interested to hear your questions. I know, or your answers. I know that um, oftentimes you are interviewed about your social media genius and um, suggestions and trainings. But I want to talk to you about the entrepreneurial mindset that you have. Um, so before we start off, um, for the one or two people that don't know who you are, can you give us a brief um, bio of who you are and kind of what you do? Sure, absolutely. Uh, my name is Kim Garst. If you don't know me, I am a best-selling author of the book, Will the Real You Please Stand Up, Show Up, be authentic and prosper in social media. It's basically, in my opinion, the missing element and uh, from a success standpoint for so many entrepreneurs is that authenticity and being able to show up and be the, the real you. Um, I'm also very focused on the business end of using social and digital media. Um, you know, I love building relationships and connecting on social media with, you know, people that I can serve and help. Um, but ultimately, um, you know, I'm not on social media just to chat it up. I'm on there to try to generate more business for my uh, for my business and ultimately turn around and share that knowledge with as many entrepreneurs as I possibly can. And I am guilty of the same thing. Uh, my friends will say, did you see that such and such um, that we graduated with is doing this? And I'm like, no, I didn't. I mean, but that's not my real reason for being on social media. I enjoy the business side of it and connecting and learning and all that good stuff um, that social media can provide besides just um, chit chat, I guess. Well, you know, we get sucked down the, the rabbit trail sometimes. <laughs> you know, you get on Facebook and you see friends and family and your the photos. And before you know it, two hours later, you know, you've, you've caught up on all your friends and family, but you haven't gotten any work done, right? So it, exactly. it's easy to do that. So I totally, totally get that. So tell me a little bit about where the idea for your business came from and I know you have been a serial entrepreneur so take me back to um, the day where you said you know what I'm going to try this thing on my own 
Well, basically, um, I, you know, I started way, way, way back. Uh, my my first on, online business, um, or I've had an online business for over 20 years, pushing 25 years, honestly. And it dates me a bit, but uh, I just go back a long way. So having been around a long time, I've seen a lot of marketing uh, techniques come and go. And ultimately, uh, you know, with the advent of social media and all that is happening in that space, things change almost daily. It's, it's pretty exciting. But, but when I first started, um, in fact, I, I laugh and tell people, uh, yeah, I go back a long way. And, you know, I also share that I usually, uh, although I feel like I was doing social media before it was ever called social media, because when I first started, I... I had no um, way to, I mean, I didn't know anything. I didn't know how to generate clients. I, I, I knew nothing. So I'm totally self-taught. Uh, I taught myself how to do web design and um, I would go into AOL business chat rooms and, and B2B boards back in the day and reach out to people uh, based on things that they would say um, in these chat rooms and say, you know, I'd send them an email and say, I saw you need X or Y or Z or whatever it was. And, you know, I would try to suggest that, hey, I may, I may, able, I may be able to help you. And that's how I would generate um, clients back in the day. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. Sometimes I'd spend a lot of time on the phone answering questions. And, and, uh, and that's, but that's essentially how I got started was, um, literally just kind of hustling for business. Wow. So the, the cold calling technique that, um, some of us hear about is nothing wrong with it, no, you know, I mean, sometimes, you know, especially was, when you're getting started. Well, and of course at the time I didn't know any better. I was like, you know, and, and I, as I shared with you, uh, I think once before, Back then, getting an email on your AOL account and it would say, you've got mail, you didn't get thousands of emails then. So when you would get right. that little, you know, that little voice that said, you've got mail, it was exciting. And, um, and so now, you know, of course, today, I would never do that today. I would never, you know, try to, you know, email somebody and, and say, hey, you know, maybe you need my services. <laughs> Right. Um, but then it was, you know, just a part of the climate. And, and of course, there wasn't a whole lot of people doing business online at that point in time either. It was just really starting to take off from a marketing perspective. So, um, you know, of course, things have, have totally shifted um, since then. So did you always want to be an entrepreneur? No. Uh, in fact, I didn't start out. I, I, call, I, I laugh and tell, my, tell other people that I, I'm an accidental entrepreneur. Um, I uh, started uh, down the, the journey of owning my own business um, when my oldest son was born. And I, I was actually getting ready to go to law school and um, I had him and realized that that I did not want to put him in daycare and didn't really, um, that wasn't as important to me anymore. He was my focus. And so we went from two incomes to one and realized pretty quickly that that um, was not sustainable for us. <clears throat> and so that's what led me to start uh, trying to figure out what I could do from home that would, and when I started, I just wanted to make a couple hundred bucks to pay the car payment and had no idea and certainly no vision for, you know, a six-figure business, much less a seven-figure business. 
Right. And one of the things that you mentioned to me that I really thought was a nugget was that when you realized that your knowledge was more valuable than your services, um, can you talk to that as when you figured that out and kind of made that transition? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, as I shared, I was selling web design and, uh, you know, lots of times when that would happen, people would say, okay, now what, you know, I've got this website, um, you know, where do I, how do I market it? And, you know, I would spend a lot of time. In fact, a lot, of, I'd give away my time, um, a lot of my time, honestly, on the front side, trying to help people market these, their new websites. And, um, and then I had a, a couple of gentlemen, two businessmen who uh, were from North Dakota. They flew down. Um, I had a home office at the time. And they sat in my dining room, which was my, my space, my office space. And all day we brainstormed their, their business. And I gave them a lot of marketing knowledge just like I would normally do over the phone, uh, except I'd spend the whole day, you know, uh, going through, uh, their, their, um, you know, their products and their services and how they can market them online. And when they got ready to leave, they said, uh, well, how much do I owe you? And I, I realized I just threw out what I thought was an astronomical amount. I said a hundred dollars an hour and they immediately done wrote me a check. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. I've been giving this away for free and I just made more in a day than, you know, sometimes it takes me a week to build a website for less than this. Right. So right. I realized that my knowledge was a valuable one and worth more, honestly, than the services that I've been providing. So from one mom to another, how did you balance, especially during that growth phase? I'm sure it's different now, but during the growth phase, how did you balance family and a growing business? Well, you know, that's it's so uh, funny that you asked that, Nicole, um, because, you know, hindsight's always 2020. If I had it to do over, I certainly would do it differently. But at the time, you know, my goal was to uh, stay at home and be there for uh, my son. I had the one at the time, and of course, I have two boys. And um, you know, I can I can remember sitting on the floor in my um, in my dining room, aka office, and I would be literally sitting on the floor playing Legos and being on the phone. And I thought I was there, you know, I, if he had a boo-boo or, you know, he needed me, I was absolutely there. And, and my thought process at the time was, oh, well, I'm here, you know, but then it got to a point where, you know, my boys hated the phone. Every time the phone would ring, um, you know, no more phone, mommy. And I can distinctly remember my youngest one in particular saying that. And, um, and so I, I realized, um, through, you know, years, honestly, it took me years to get to the place where I realized that, you know, I needed to be present where I was and that they knew that I wasn't fully engaged with them, even though I was there. And I, you know, technically I thought I was playing and, you know, but my focus was on the phone call and not on them. And so it, it was a bit, uh, like I say, if I had it to do over, I would certainly, be present where I was. I would, I would make sure I was spending time with, um, with my family and not have that division, uh, or have that division. Um, so that, you know, I could focus on my business when it was business time and I could focus on my family when it was family time. So I think that many of us are in that place. I even remember when, um, Shailene Johnson did the interview with Gary Vaynerchuk and they talked about work-life balance and, for them and they're at such a pace that 
even some of us couldn't even dream of. And it's just a hard thing to balance, especially when you're in that growth phase. Well, you know, it's one of those things where, and I, again, it's easy for others to say, oh, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't choose that over this. You know, in other words, don't ever choose business over your family. It's so easy for somebody on the outside looking in to say that. And um, when you get to a certain place where you can make those decisions, where you can choose to put your family first, um, by all means, I think you should do that. But it's, it's very difficult, I think, when you're in the growth phase and you're just coming along to, to make those decisions because you, you feel like if you don't take an opportunity, that opportunity won't circle back, right? So right. it's, it's one of those things that I, I, I'm a firm believer that, y- you know, things happen for a reason and there is always opportunity, And I would just like to encourage people not to, you know, um, to, to make a decision based on, um, opportunity or, um, you know, just to say, oh, well, I did that because so many times opportunities come and they go and they really didn't mean anything. And yet you might've missed your child's, you know, eighth birthday, for example, and that means something. So it's hard, but I, but I'm not criticizing when I say, you know, because it's hard. It's hard to to make that defining line. But I, I really believe that there's more opportunity around the corner. And it's just a matter of trying to, to discern for you and your family wh- what is more important. And I, I think that's different for everybody. So well, that leads me to my next question that I always ask, and that is, we all face challenges in growing our businesses. Do you recall like a challenge that you overcame or looking back that when you were in the midst of it, you know, it was the biggest challenge and now it's like, oh, you know, I'm glad I had that lesson or something of that nature. Well, there's one very uh, stark example of this, I think, that goes way back to the moment when I really uh, started earning money for, and I struggled for almost five years before I made any money. And it was at a place, I was, we were at a place as a family where, you know, we, we were borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. We had no money on any of our credit cards. And my husband was in the military at the time and he had a, um, a business travel card. He was in special, uh, special ops at the time. And he had a business travel card. I had been sworn to never use that card and because it would impact, it could impact his job and ultimately maybe even his security clearance or, you know, it it could be bad, you know? So Mm -hmm. I had an opportunity to take on a new client, but I needed, um, I needed some software in order to, to complete the job. And the software was $97 and I had, I didn't have $97. I'm like, what am I going to do? It's like, do I take a client where I can make that money and, uh, or pretty close to that amount of money and then take on additional clients using that same software or do I just walk away from this because it was a crucial decision because not only did it impact my me, it impacted my husband and ultimately even our relationship because I had promised that I would never use this credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I made the decision to do, I made the decision to to buy the software, to put the $97 on his travel card and 
pay it off in 30 days so he would never know. And just I hustled my tush off that 30 days to not only make that money, but that was really the start of um, the, the path to knowing I could do it. And, um, and it, it was a hard decision to make, but I, I think that's ultimately where I realized that, oh my goodness, I either, it's do or die. It was a, at a place where I was probably at my lowest, um, not only financially, but from a, from a standpoint of, you know, I've tried to do this for almost five years. I, I'm, I'm failing. I've continued to fail. And I, am I going to just, um, you know, let that get to me or am I going to say, no, I'm not, and I'm going to do this. And so I, I frequently tell people that I think desperation breed, either breeds great things or it makes you buckle. Um, in me, it, it bred great things. Mm, I'm so glad that you share that story because I know that there are so many people in that same predicament where they're like, oh my gosh, should I throw in the towel? Do I need to figure something else out? But this is my passion. I'm just, I'm certain that that will resonate with so many people. Well, I, I struggled almost five years before I made any money. And, you know, in hindsight, I look back and I'm like, why in the world did I not just throw in the towel? And, you know, why didn't my husband, you know, say, sweetie, you know, this isn't going to work. You're going to have to go back to and get a job. But, but he never did. He always supported me. He's always been my biggest champion. And, you know, he didn't know about the credit card for years. It's probably, you know, maybe five or six years ago when I kind of, like, I finally fessed up to using the credit card. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so there are some good things that happen when you grow a business. So what is one thing that happened when you were in the growth phase that was good, that really, you know, kind of transformed things for you or opened up some doors? What's one of those positive things that you remember? Well, I think uh, the, the story I shared earlier about the light bulb that went off when I had those two gentlemen come um, and, uh, and I realized that, you know, my knowledge was valuable. And so there's probably a lot of people listening who think they don't know anything. And I'm just here to say, oh, yes, you do. You know, I <clears throat> once upon a time, I had a, a, a client who was really struggling and she came to a mastermind event that I um, that I had. She is a mother of 12 children and, and she gave wow. birth to all of those children. And um, she is, was really struggling. And she, she says, you know, she just cried. She, I mean, I distinctly remember her sitting there and just bawling and saying, you know, I don't know anything that anyone else wants to know. And I'm like, I just walked over and I gave her a hug and I'm sa I said, yes, yes, you do. And I said, you just have to be willing to open it up and be willing to share what you know and not act like you're ashamed of who and what you are. You know, I'm like, you're a mother of 12 children. You have homeschooled those children. Look at the successes that they are enjoying in their lives. And sweetie, don't tell me you don't know anything. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, she's gone on to build a thriving business. And I, I'm just so excited for her. But, you know, in that moment, I realized that, you know, so many people don't understand their possibilities. I didn't. I certainly didn't know when I started my business, um, you know, that I had so much, so many possibles in me. And I think that so many times we just scratch the surface of what we can do. And in some cases we are satisfied with just a little bit when there's so much more, if we'll just keep peeling the la layers back. 
Exactly. And so that leads me to my next question, which is perfect. Um, so what advice would you give to entrepreneurs today that you had wished you received when you first started out? Oh, good one. Outsource <laughs> as quickly as you possibly can. Oh, okay. Um, you will not grow. You will not scale. Um, you will ultimately pull your hair out if you are hoarding your revenue because you think you need it to pay this, that, or the other thing, um, instead of investing back into your business. And I did this for years. It almost buried me. So I can, I come at this from a very knowledgeable, <laughs> knowledgeable place. Um, so I'm just saying, I wish somebody had, you know, really encouraged me to outsource um, before I, I, I had to learn the hard way. So my hope is that, um, you know, I can, encourage someone else out there who's maybe struggling with time or resources. You know, if you're spending more than an hour trying to figure something out, find somebody that knows it and hire them to do it. Wow. That's a golden nugget that probably is speaking right to me because I am sometimes guilty of that where I'll say, you know what, I can, I can figure this out. I can do it. But really my time is probably more valuable somewhere else. Well, you can, um, you know, the, the reality of it is if we just stop and think about it for a second, you could focus, I'm going to just use you as an example, Nicole, you could be focused on income producing activities and making more money for the same two or three hours it's taking you to figure out something that, yeah, you probably could figure out, but at a fraction of what you could earn in the extra two or three hours, you could actually hire somebody to do it. Oh, you're right. And I and my excuse will always be, well, if I learn this, that's another skill I can add to my repertoire right. um, when really I could probably farm that out to somebody else who needs it, um, needs a little extra income and then find probably larger income producing act, uh, activities that I could well, do. Well, you just said something that I really focus on. You know, now when I um, hire someone, I know that I'm now making a difference for someone else. So don't withhold that blessing from someone else just because you think you need to learn how to do something. You know, you're impacting somebody else's family by, um, you know, hiring them to do the work. It's a, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that is the truth. That is definitely the truth. Okay, so as we wrap up, the final question is, what does the future hold for your company? Where do you see your company going? I know that you do a lot of speaking. You're in the social media. So where do you see the future going for Boom Social? Well, our goal uh, and kind of their mission is to um, impact as many entrepreneurs and small business owners as we possibly can uh, by sharing, um, you know, how we are using social and digital media to actually increase our bottom line. So it's all about, um, you know, sharing our knowledge and uh, passing it on and hopefully impacting the bottom lines for as many people as we possibly can. Oh, that's great. Well, Kim, I want to thank you so much for your time. I know that you are extremely busy, but I appreciate the wealth of knowledge you shared today, and I'm sure our audience does. So thank you very much for taking the time to be on our show today. Well, I'm so excited that you invited me, and I appreciate you so much, Nicole. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Entrepreneur's Think Tank. We know the journey of entrepreneurship is not easy. 
But when you dive into the think tank, we hope to make your experience a little better than it may have been. Until next week, enjoy the journey!